not get the scriptures put in there. Philippians chapter 3. Philippians chapter 3. I love this scripture. I remember I found this scripture when I was at Canaan land. And it's stuck with me since then. It says this in the Amplified Bible. I do not consider brethren that I have captured and made it my own yet. I like that in the, in the Amplified. I have not made it my own yet. Meaning I'm fixing to, I, I'm going to make it my own. But one thing I do, it is my one aspiration, forgetting what lies behind, straighting forward to what lies ahead, I press on toward the goal to win the supreme and heavenly prize to which God in Christ Jesus is calling us upward. Friends, how many know that it's so important to learn to let go of the past? You know that that's probably one of the biggest issues with a lot of people who deal with depression and oppression is they hold on to the past. Whether something that somebody did to them, some kind of hurt that they've experienced in their lives, something that was said to them, maybe by a teacher, a coach, friends, so-called friends, maybe a mom, maybe even a dad. And these things have festered on the inside of them. They hold on to their past. But how many can see right here that we're supposed to forget what lies behind? Now, I will say this. One thing that you need to learn to do is to, to uh, uh, grow and learn from the things that have happened in your life. For example, when something good happens, you shouldn't get over into pride. and say, yeah, look at me. Woo! You don't want to get over into pride. How many of that brings a fall? We don't want that. But we do want to learn from it. Well, glory to God. I see how I did it. I operated in faith. And now if I learn to continue to do it that way, I'm going to get results. But if you didn't get results, maybe you fell on your face, maybe you made a stupid mistake, you can also learn from that. I didn't say dwell on that. I said learn from it. Learn not to do it that way the next time. Amen. See how I'm saying that? But the bottom line is this. We need to learn to forget what lies behind us. And we need to learn to strain forward to what lies before us. And as we come to the end of this year, I know for probably a lot of you in this place, you've probably experienced uh, uh, great uh, victories. But at the same time, many of you have probably experienced some failures. You've experienced mistakes that you wish you hadn't have, have made. And so, again, we look back only to learn not to dwell if you're looking back you can't go forward did you hear what i said you can't go forward looking backwards you got to look forward and i am convinced that this upcoming year of 2020 is going to be the absolute best year for the body of christ for members of of the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. For members of Celebration of Life Church. That's you. And me. Amen. amen. Glory to God. Our best days lie before us. You know. With a new year. It will bring challenges. How many know that's true? In this world. Jesus said you will have tribulation. You will have tests. You will have trials. But be of good cheer. Be of good cheer. He said be of good cheer. For I have overcome this world. 
In other words, as long as we keep our focus on Jesus, keep reminding ourselves that Jesus is on the inside of us, keep on reminding ourselves that Jesus has already won the fight, Jesus is already victorious over the enemy, and glory to God because we're in him and he's in us, that victory will be ours as well, no matter what we face in this upcoming year. I know that sometimes when I say what I'm fixing to say, a lot of times people say, but I really don't want to do the first part. In order to experience great testimonies you have to go through great tests you're listening and it's not always fun when you're going through a great test a great challenge a great trial i was thinking about uh uh, howdy girl oh you're good come on in it's good to see you they're upstairs if you want to take her up You're welcome. See ya. Good to see ya. <laughs> you know, I was telling my wife this morning, um, when we were over there, as I was mentioning to you earlier, um, at Missoula, we were standing in that circle, and um, the Lord was giving me something for her brother, Paul. Do, do we, have we shared with him, or are we not? Oh, that's right. We sang, raise a Hallelujah. He's been dealing with, the devil's been attacking him with cancer. And he's been standing and he's believing God. And, and you know, it's not the easiest thing. There's times where uh, Pastor Joan will call him. And, and she, you know, she can tell, hearing his voice, what he's facing right there, then and there. And that how he needs to be encouraged. And, and um, I don't know why I'm off on this, but I am. And I, as I was sitting there, and I, as we were fixing to leave, and in there, everybody's starting to go their separate ways, and I just felt led to go to him and say this, keep fighting, keep fighting. And then as I was traveling home, and then, uh, I believe it was the next morning, the Lord started to give me a word for him based upon that. And in, in, in essence, in a nutshell, what it basically is, is this. We are children of God. We are new creations in Christ Jesus. We are Christians. And we were not born again to fail. And when we get knocked down, we must always get back up. Because we were born to fight. And fight a fight of faith. The fight of faith is a fight you win. Did you hear what I just said? And, 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 and it was look around. Because on your left and on your right is family. And these, the, the, the family around you is there. And that's the same thing true here. Look around you. Because this is family. And the person on your left or the person on your right. The person sitting in front of you. The person sitting behind you. Is family. And we're here for you. We are not quitters. We are not of those who draw back to destruction we are of those who keep pressing forward looking forward to what lies ahead because glory to god what lies before us friends i'm telling you right now it's going to be more glorious than we could even imagine i am convinced that what lies before us is even more glorious than we could ever imagine because i am more convinced than ever that jesus christ is coming back soon We're going to hear a shout, and we're going to hear that trumpet blow, and we're going to rise to meet the Lord in the air where we will be with him forever. These days are upon us. 
And I want us, this church, to be more excited about what was coming up. Don't dread the future. You need to be excited about what's coming up. We are children of God. You are a child of God. I know that you had a real daddy and a real mama. But glory to God, we got a heavenly father now. We're a part of the family of God. And what lies before us are glorious days. God's going to use you to do something beyond what you could ever imagine in this upcoming year. I just said that prophetically. God is going to use you to do something beyond yourself supernaturally in this upcoming year. Beyond anything you could imagine right now. How many receive that? How many expecting that? You got to be believing for these things. You know, again, my favorite scripture, John 14, 12. Most assuredly, I say to you, he who believes on me, the works that I do, he shall do also. And greater works than these shall he do because I go into the Father. Friends, we're supposed to be doing the works of Jesus. I, I, I again was just, I, I, as you sit there and you ponder this, what Jesus did. The word got out about what Jesus was doing. How people were brought to Jesus that were, were sick, were lame, were, couldn't walk, whatever the case was. And they left from Jesus healed. They went back to their towns walking in like, yeah, it's me. I'm whole. I'm healthy. I'm fine. I, and they'd be looking, what happened? His name is Jesus. That's exactly what's supposed to be happening through the body of Christ today. But because of religion, stinking religion, we've come to think, well, the power of God is no longer on display. God doesn't operate in in miracles and signs and wonders anymore. Then that means that nobody's getting born again. How ignorant are people when they say those kinds of things? Our God has not changed. What has changed is stinking religion has seeped into the church. But that ain't true for this church. I said it's not true for this church. And I want you to get a hold of this. I want you to be believing God. I am believing right now for at least one tangible, notable miracle every month for this year. I believe in you that you're going to give me the opportunity to lay hands on someone that is sick and given up to die. And I'm going to lay hands on them in your name, Jesus. And I expect for them to be healed. You might think, well, who am I? Who am I? Who am I? If you're born again, you're a child of God. And you have been authorized by the King of Kings to go forth and do what he did. Amen. Woo. Woo, glory to God. I feel that anointing all over me. I love it. Thank you, Jesus. What can we expect for 2020? Again, I believe that God has some great and awesome things in store for Celebration of Life Church. And I believe that God has some great and awesome things in store for each one of you in this church hallelujah i am excited about this upcoming year now the word of the lord we agreed with last year we hooked our faith up with last year was the word of the lord given to jerry savell for 2019 
He said uh, the word was that 2019 would be a year of miracles and signs and wonders and extraordinary manifestations of the greatness of our God. We believe that. I've been believing that. And glory to God, we've seen it come to pass. I mean, it's not often for a church this size to have somebody walk up and hand you a $100,000 check. Hey. Now, again, I, 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 I say this. I want you to catch this. If God did it for us, God will do it for you. He's no respecter of persons. He doesn't play favorites. He, 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 what he wants is people to get into faith and believe him. How hard is it to believe? You've heard me say this before. Whether you think you're believing or not, you're believing. You're just simply believing not to believe. You know what I'm saying that? So why not just say, I believe you, God. I'm going to take you at your word, God. I'm going to expect for these things to happen in my life, Lord. Do you not think that makes God happy? Check, check out, check out Jay down there. Check out Becky down there. It's glory to God. They're so they're in faith. They're operating in faith. Give it, Gabriel. Get that to them in Jesus' name. In my name. Hallelujah. Oh, I tell you. And, and, and so one of the things that, uh, for this upcoming uh, year, 2020, Jerry Savelle said this. The Lord spoke to him. We need to add a few words to the end of that prophetic word given for 2019. And those words are, and beyond. In other words, we need to keep on believing and expecting God to show up and perform miracles and signs and, and wonders and extraordinary manifestations of the greatness of our God. Not only for this year, we still have a few a week left or whatever, but throughout 2020 and beyond. And beyond. And beyond. Ha, ha, ha. Glory. <laughs> Thank you, Christine, for your ha-ha-has. But the, the Lord also said this to Brother Jerry. i got to get back here because there's some stuff I'm going to read to you. He said this, and if you're taking notes, you can write it down. In 2020, I'll open a new door, and I'll cause my faithful ones to experience supernatural increase as never before. Did you hear that? I'll open a new door and cause my faithful ones to experience supernatural increase as never before. In other words, God wants to bless us above and beyond the normal course of things. And he wants to do it in ways we've never experienced before. <laughs> I tell you, God wants us to experience more of him. More of his power, more of his glory, just more of him, amen? Woo! It's going to be bigger and better than anything we've ever experienced before. That's what I'm believing. Hallelujah. I know without a shadow of a doubt, our best days are before us. How many know that I say that all the time? I say it in probably every service now. Our best days are before us. Glory to God. Now, the word of the Lord that Kenneth Copeland received is this. 2020 will be a year of new vision, a year of the manifest power of God, and a year of great change. 
The Lord said to Brother Copeland that 2020 will be the time of great increase in dreams and visions. And he will reveal new visions that will be absolutely stunning. They will include insights, ideas, and concepts that have never been heard of before. How many believe God wants to do something like that? Glory to God. Also, the Lord said to Brother Copeland that 2020 will be a year of great change. Wonderful and magnificent changes in the kingdom of God and the earth. Changes that will, be, will come because of insights, ideas, and concepts directly from Jesus to his church by his spirit. Thank you, Lord God. Now, I, I was reading after some other prophetic words, and I don't have the time. I got several pages I printed off. But this is one, uh, one minister said uh, the Lord spoke to them about. It was a husband and wife. It says, look upon the horizon because 2020 is coming. You will be able to see clearly because the rain has stopped. Now that, now that the storms have passed, 2020 will be a bright and shining day for the kingdom of God. Perfect vision is 2020. And I'm going to perfect the vision that I have given you. Things that were foggy, out of focus, disrupted or obscure, obscure will become crystal clear for 2020. There is a harvest coming in this new year. I will sharpen your eyes to see the ripe harvest. This will be a year of reaping. 2020 will be a year marked by harvest. Intercession has churned the atmosphere. The prayers and intercession that have been made for prodigal sons and daughters have been heard. These prayers will be answered and prodigals will be released. Many prodigals will return home. Captors will leave their chains behind. Sickness will flee from bodies. A wave of awakening will sweep across the land and souls are in the current. Get your vision ready. <laughs> Glory to God. So what do we do now? We've heard some prophetic words. What does this mean to us? Well, just like last year, what you have to do is you need to hook your faith up to it. You need to be believing, God, I'm expecting this to happen in my, world, in my life and through my life. Amen? How many believe that God wants to do this through Brother Savell's life or in Brother Savell's life? Brother Copeland's life? I fully expect to see miracles and signs and wonders and extraordinary manifestations of the greatness of our God. How about you? I fully expect to, to uh, go through doors that the Lord has opened for us and experience supernatural increase as never before. How about you? I fully expect to have visions and dreams and receive insights and ideas and concepts directly from Jesus Christ to his church by his mighty spirit. How about you? And as a result, I believe we're going to see the biggest change for the better in this church, in our families' lives, in our individual lives, in our businesses, whatever we set our hand to, in Jesus' name. Amen? Amen. Glory to God. Now I want to briefly share with you some things that I believe are necessary in order to receive that all God has for us for this upcoming year and wants to do through us. Number one, these are challenges for 2020. 
Number one, we need to be people of prayer. I cannot emphasize this to you. My goodness gracious is God just. This is so important. We have, we must become people of prayer. I'm not just, I'm not talking about just every now and then flippantly throwing up a prayer. I'm not talking about praying, scatter, uh, scatter shot praying. You know what I'm talking about? Blast a couple shotguns, blast up into the air and hope that one hits the mark. I'm talking about praying in faith. I'm talking about praying a prayer, an effective prayer that gets results. Amen. If we plan on experiencing more of God in our lives and be and being used by God in a greater way in 2020, we must be people of prayer. I said we must be people of prayer. Do you know that we have prayer on Sunday mornings? Did you know that? Beginning at 9. And usually, at most, we probably have two or three people up there. Is that right? I'm not slamming you for saying this. I'm just simply pointing out to you. If you want... To have a life that's positioned where it's supposed to be positioned. And you want to see God doing some incredible things in your life in this upcoming year. You've got to be a praying person. One minister said this. The less you pray, the less effective you will be. The more you pray, the more effective you will be. In fact, the more you learn to pray in the Spirit. Praying in the Holy Ghost. Praying in other tongues. Yes, we believe in that in here. The Lord will give you previews of what's coming up in your life. That's huge. That's huge. You want some previews? You know, you ever go to the movies and see the trailers? Those are previews of the movies. Seeing what's fixing to happen on those. Oh, I want, you know, and usually those previews are usually like going, oh, wow, I want to go see that. It looks pretty good. Of course, if it's a real stinky movie, which majority of them are. But anyway, getting off the, <laughs> the beaten path there. The bottom line is, is this. We must pray. The Bible says in 1 Thessalonians 5.17 to pray without ceasing. The Bible says in Ephesians 6.18 to pray always. With all prayer and supplication in the spirit. Being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. 1 Corinthians 14.15 says what is the conclusion then? I will pray with the spirit and I will also pray with the understanding. In other words we're called to pray in the spirit and we're called to pray in our understanding. You need to learn to commune with God. You need to take the time and pray to God. Seek God. You need to find time to pray to God. How many of you take a shower? Hopefully everybody does. <laughs> I'm looking around to see if anybody's sitting by themselves, kind of isolated from everything. <laughs> All right. No. <laughs> but learn to pray in the, in the shower. If you're traveling in your car, learn to pray. I know that sometimes when you pull up to the light and you're sitting there talking, there's nobody else in the car. People are looking and saying, look at them, they're singing a song. I ain't singing a song, I'm talking to God. Huh, I could be praying for you for all I know. Amen. Learn to pray more. Let's become more effective. The way you're going to become more effective is learning to pray more. Amen. Number two, we need to be people of love. Jesus gave us one commandment, the commandment of love. We're called to love our brothers and sisters as Jesus Christ loves us. You know that I am convinced to this day that one of the greatest ways to grow a church is for people to come through the doors and sense the presence of God and to experience the love of God. 
I, that, that's our prayer. That's been our prayer from the get-go. I want people to know that we love them when they come through those doors. We don't even have to know their name. I don't even know y'all's names. But I'm going to tell you, I love you. You may not believe it, but it's true. I love you in the Lord. And everybody in here who's been a part of this church can attest to it. I love everybody in this room. Now, there's some people that like to slap every now and then. No, I'm just kidding. Just take that one back. No. But I love everybody in here. I'd lay down my life for you. You might say, oh, Pastor Dan, would you really? I would. Because I know this much. If I had to lay down my life for you to say, so that your life would be saved, you don't have to worry about it crying over me because I know where I is going. Hey, it's going to be way better than this place. But the bottom line is, is this. I, I, I mean, I was, I was just thinking about. Thanks, Brooke. <laughs> She's going, what'd she do? That little baby inside of her. So blesses me. Because see, that baby is going to be born into a house of love. That is a love child of two parents that love that baby. What do you keep having a vision of, of a boy or a girl? Of a boy. Well, we'll see one way or the other. Don't matter to me. But the bottom line is, is that's the way we need to, it, it, that kind of love for one another, praying for one another, supporting one another, encouraging one another. That's what it's all about. We need to be people of love. I'm not saying become a doormat. But what I am saying is learning to forgive others. Especially if they've done wrong to you, forgive them. Boy, I tell you what, that stomps on the devil's head. He hates that. I love to stomp on the devil's head. Amen? Let's learn to walk in love. Number three, we need to be people of faith. And because we're people of faith, we need to stay hungry for the word of God. The Bible is full of scriptures. Uh, Romans 1.17, Galatians 3.11, and Hebrews 10.38 all say that the just shall live by faith. It's not something we do every now and then, just on Sunday mornings or Friday evenings when we come together in church. We're called to live by faith. Everybody say live. live. Guess what that means every day? Every day. Now, uh, Hebrews 11.6 6, uh, 11, says, but without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Hebrews 6.12 says, imitate those who through faith and patience inherit the promises. 1 John uh, 5.4 says, this is the victory that has overcome the world, even our faith. Hallelujah. And how does faith come? Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God, which means what? You need to be in the word. I want to say this to you real quickly. I was thinking we were talking about this the other day. Um, I love to read. So it's not an issue for me reading the Bible. I love to read the Bible. I mean, I've read through it. In fact, I just got the reading through the New Testament. Did you finish up yet? Or uh, That's good. Keep it up. Amen. And, and, but, but we need to learn to pick our Bibles up and read them. And listen, if you have a problem with reading, that's where I was going. If you have a problem with reading, there are all kinds of sites out there that will they'll read the Bible for you, read the Bible to you. Don't you think that would be pretty cool? Instead of going to bed after watching, you know, you know wham, bam, shoot them up, let's go do something wrong over here or do something wrong over there. Why not turn the Bible on for 10 minutes and listen to the Bible for 10 minutes? Oh, 
so funny about that. It makes you want to go watch the what else. Megan. <laughs> but the bottom line is this, no word, no faith. No word, no faith. And, 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 and notice the Bible says faith comes by hearing, not having heard. You cannot come to church on Sunday morning and think that's enough to make it through this week, your upcoming week. You've got to keep the word before you. You've got to get excited about reading the Bible. I mean, to this day, I said this to you just recently. I mean, when I get into the Bible, I open the Bible up and I say, I thank you. This is truth, the absolute truth. I thank you, Holy Spirit. You are the spirit of truth, and you're going to lead me and guide me into the truth right now. I enter this word expectantly, and I enter this word reverently. And then I begin to read. Amen. So I encourage you, get in the word and be people of faith for this upcoming year. Now, let me just share this with you quickly. I didn't know if I was going to share this with you or not. Oh, wow. I don't have much time, but I'm going to keep on. I want to share this. There is so much stuff fixing to happen on the earth. How many think there's a lot of junk going on right now? I mean, it's crazy out there. I mean, people are, I mean, the uh, anti-Semitic attacks are happening in a greater way than ever before. I mean, I guess they just had some over in New York, New York City. But uh, I'm telling you, you need to be full of the word. You need to be operating in faith. The Bible says in 2 Timothy 3.1 that know this. That in the last days, perilous, harsh, savage, difficult, dangerous, painful, fierce, grievous, hard to deal with times will come. Does that sound like a time that you want to be just kind of floating by and not being prepared spiritually to face this dark world, the darkness that's coming that is in the world, but it's growing darker does it sound like a time you just want to kind of lackadaisically go approach it? Or does it sound like a time that you want to be prepared, that you want to be spiritually built up, that you want to be full of faith, full of the word, amen? In fact, the Bible says in Luke 21, 26, men's hearts failing them from fear and the expect- expectation of those things which are coming on the earth, for the powers of the heavens will be shaken. This must not happen to us. The world needs you and me to be standing strong when the world begins to shake. The world needs to be able to look to us and say, why are you able to stand in peace and joy when all of this hell is breaking out throughout the world? And we got to be able to stand up and say, because I am a Christian. I live by faith. I do not yield to fear. Do you not think that's going to testify? Oh, my friends, it isn't an option for us. We must be people of faith. Number four, we must be people of integrity and honor. I think that goes without uh, saying. God is a God of integrity. God is a God of, of honor. When you give your word to somebody, follow through with it. Swear to your own hurt, the Bible says in Psalm fifteen four. How many know that it's sometimes not easy to fulfill a promise? I mean, you know, I'll come and help you move, move you from one location to the next because you've got a new place. I'll come help you to move. But then somebody else calls you, hey, you want to come to the, go to the football game with me or go to the movies with me? And then that sounds a lot more fun than going to help somebody to move. But that's where you swear to your own heart. You be a person of integrity. You still follow through with your word. We must be people of integrity, and we must be people of honor. 
Our God is a God of honor. He deserves our respect. Amen. How many know that that's not something that is happening much in the world today? People do not respect and honor people in government. I'm not looking because I know probably everybody in here could probably say, that's me. I, I, I know, Lord. <laughs> he said, it's you too. <laughs> it's hard. It literally is. That's, let me just share this, and this, is, this will set you free. I'm not saying you have to like them. Did you hear what I just said? You don't have to like somebody to love somebody and show them respect and honor in the position that they're holding. That's the truth of it. Amen? All right, we'll leave that one alone. Number five, we need to be soul winners. We need to be people who are asking of, of the Lord, and he will give us the nations, the heathen for our inheritance. We're supposed to be praying that the Lord of the harvest will send out laborers into his harvest. And you need to, I say, Lord, send me. Send me, give me the opportunity to share the gospel with somebody out there today. Let my life be a living example of you, Jesus. Amen? Uh, this is something I really want to get into. Oh, my goodness. Be people of vision. Dream big. Be people of vision. Dream big. I don't care who you are in this room. If you are a child of God, God has a destiny just for you. A vision he developed, a, 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 a plan and a purpose he's designed just for you. And it's bigger than you. Way bigger than you. If you can do it in and of yourself, it's not from him. Did you hear what I just said? Because see, if you can do it in and of yourself, guess who gets the glory? You do. And that ain't the way it operates, is it? How many know that God deserves all the glory? And in order to do... What God has designed for you to do, you're going to have to give him all your heart, all your soul, all your strength. I, 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 I think too many Christians have gotten to a place in life where they just exist. They just take up space. They're not doing anything for the Lord. They're just going through the motions. Get up and go through the motions. Oh, I'm telling you, that's not the way it's supposed to be. Are you hearing what I'm saying? We're not supposed to just take up space. We're called to live. Every one of you are supposed to be living, living and fulfilling His divine plan and purpose for your life. And it's bigger and it's so incredible. But you got to learn to go. You, you got to spend time with Him. You got to allow Him to speak to your heart. You got, you got to allow him to reveal to your, to your heart what it is you're supposed to be doing. And then you need to step out and start doing it. And let me throw this in for free. Because I'm going to share some things with you right here in a moment. If you don't have vision, the Bible says the people perish. They cast off restraint. That should not be said of any Christian. And the Bible also says this. We're supposed to write the vision down. Keep the vision before us. What it is the Lord has spoken to you that you're supposed to be doing, you need to keep it before you. Can I just say something to you after watching that video on, on crazy faith? There's going to be some times that God will say something to your heart that is so beyond anything you could ever imagine. 
And the first inclination is to throw it away. That would, that can never happen. That's just impossible. I, 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 it's impossible. Well, glory to God. You just now stepped into the God zone. The impossible zone. I'm telling you, write it down. We're going to get some crazy faith operating in this place. Ha, ha, ha. I believe it. I believe it. I believe it. But we're going to write the vision down and, and, and make it plain on tablets that he may run who reads it. I want to share with you some things real quickly. Are you with me still? Just real quickly. I want to share the vision for 2020 for Celebration of Life Church. Number one, I want to experience steady growth. We have approximately 50 people who come to this church now uh, consistently. I'll say it that way. Around 50. And that dropped off when we moved over here. Because we were about 70 to 80 consistently. And, 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 and the thing about it is, what do I do? Do I throw up my hands in frustration and say, God, you spoke this to my heart, but it is not happening, so I must not have really been hearing from you? Or do I say, God, I trust you? I trust you to bring to pass this very thing you've spoken to my heart, to hold on to this vision you've given to me. And one of the things that God has spoken to my heart is he said to me when I was in that uh, uh, gym at King Jewel, count the boxes and pieces of furniture that are in this place, so shall be the number of people of this church. And there was around a thousand people in there. He's going like, to go, Pastor Dan, there might be 30, 40 people in this place right now. Who cares? And I mean that not as a derogatory to, uh, thing towards you. I'm saying it as, a, as, a, as, as words of faith. I know that my God is big enough and able enough to see it come to pass. Hey, I know that God wants to see us reaching more. In fact, my vision for 2020 is to experience steady growth and see this church double, triple, and then quadruple in size. Four times 50 is 200 by the end of this upcoming year. Oh, I know I'm putting myself out there, but I'm in the God zone. Hey, why can't we? See this church growing. Should we not? Do you not think people need to be in here hearing the words that's being preached? I am not bragging on me, but I'm telling you right now by the Spirit of God, this is the best word you can get in this place, in this, this area. Oh, Pastor Dan, you sure are in pride. I'm not in pride. I'm talking about the anointing. And I'm talking about the, the anointed word of God. I'm not preaching a bunch of reader digest feel-good stories. I'm preaching the word. I'm preaching the thing that's going to change your life for the better. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> Glory to God. All right. Experience steady growth. Number two, have a flourishing and dynamic helps ministry. Every one of you who are a part of this church in the helps ministry, we are so thankful for each of you. Because we could not do it without you. We have a uh, thing that my wife came up with. It's called Teen. We need to get back on that. It's called team, training, equipping, and actively motivating. We need to start coordinating and getting our different parts of the helps ministry flourishing. Amen. 
Number three, we need to continue to develop our existing ministries from the Sunday morning and Friday night services to the praise and worship team to our children's ministry to the women's Bible study, the men's ministry, and our church prayer. Those are the things we have right now, and I'm telling you, we're going to keep getting more. Praise the Lord. Number uh, four, this is one of the ones we're going to start developing, a thriving on fire for Jesus youth ministry. Why would God put me in the ministry for over 15 years as a youth pastor to come to a church and not have hardly any youth? I had more people in my youth ministry than are in this church right now. My youth ministry was bigger than this. Then I get over here and what's up? <laughs> we're, going to have an, we're going to have an incredible youth ministry. I said we're going to have an incredible youth ministry. And it's going to have a kick and cool place to meet. Is that the way you say it nowadays? Kick and cool? No. Sorry. <laughs> oh well. The older folks knew what I meant. <laughs> Number five. Our men's ministry, Mighty Men of Valor, is going to start to flourish and grow. Men are going to come to it. We're going to rally around one another. We're going to have a good time with one another. Again, we're starting on honor on the 11th. Plan on being there. The women's ministry, the woman of the word, is uh, on Tuesdays. And I know there's going to be some things going to be happening when the buzz opens up. But the bottom line, that's going to continue. Because too many women have been blessed because of it. And it's, that means the hand of the Lord is on it. Amen. Praise the Lord. We're going to develop an effective outreach ministry. I'm going to tell you something. If there's somebody in here who has an outreach mentality, you need to come talk to me. Because I am, I am not going to just sit by and not have some, a, a, a church within four walls and never go out. We have a heart to reach this community for Jesus Christ. Do you know that I could guarantee you, if I took a poll right now, took the whole city of Belgrade and the whole city of Bozeman, and took a, a poll, probably 90% of the people in those two communities have never heard of this church. Now, isn't that sad? It's not because we haven't advertised. We advertised. We have got to get the word out about Celebration of Life Church. Amen. Glory to God. So we're going to develop an effective uh, Outreach ministry number seven, we're going to continue supporting missionaries in other churches and ministries throughout the United States and the rest of the world. We support Kenneth Hagin Ministries, Kenneth Copeland Ministries, Jerry Savell Ministries, Canaan Land Ministries. We support Missoula Bible Church, where we came out of, Spokane Christian Center, Mark Hankins Ministry, Rick Renner Ministries, Tony Cook Ministries, Trey Johnson Ministries, More Life Ministries, Joyce Meyer Ministries, Christians United for Israel Ministry, Andrew Womack Ministries, Samaritan's Purse, and there's more, as the Lord leads us to. We sow into the vast majority of these ministries. Ha, ha, ha. Glory to God. Number eight, continue developing uh, the Celebration of Life Church webpage, web Facebook, and Twitter sites. We have it going, but it's nowhere near where it's going to be. I'm believing God that it's going to be able to, on Saturdays, have a quick clip of, of your dear pastor, me, on there talking to the people. Come on to church. Hey. Maybe that might be a good idea. Anyway, we'll get it figured out. <laughs> 
Praise the Lord. And, and we're going to have, uh, 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 our site has where you can go on there and listen to podcasts. But we're going to have it where eventually, for whatever reason, you're not able to come to church. Or, and this is an excuse to stay home from church. But if you're out of town or whatever the case is, you can p- turn it on and watch church live. How many think that would be something cool? Amen. Uh, then we're going to have commercials and stuff like that. Number nine, promote, finish, and open the Buzz Coffee Bar. Boosh. It's going to open probably by, I'm just, you know, either the first, excuse me, the end of January, the first of February. And it was, our plan was January 6th, but because of the health department and, what was the other one? Oh, the fire department and stuff, we have to do with a few things here and there. So bottom line is, it's going to be opening up real soon. And if I find anybody with a Starbucks coffee cup in your hand, after this place opens, I will slap it out of your hand and say, go back over to Buzz. (laughs) Hallelujah. But it's going to, I'm serious. It's going to be really good. It's not going to, I've already told my wife, the reason people will want to come to a, a restaurant or a coffee shop, because there's going to be food served here too, is because it is, they come in the doors and it looks good. It's up, I mean, there, I, I'm sorry, there, I don't know of a place that looks as good as that in there. That's looking, kicking cool in there. All words, I know. Looks really good. <laughs> But you also have to have quality product. You know what I'm saying? When you get a coffee, you're like, whoa, I like that. I'm going to come back. I went and got a coffee from one place. I'm not going to even mention the name of Starbucks. But anyway, I got a coffee uh, from this place. And uh, it, was at, it was the absolute worst coffee I've ever had in my life. I mean, I, I mean, it was literally, I mean, she got one, I got one, and we threw them away. It's like I just said, I, guess I just donated $13 to the Starbucks in Albertsons. Oh, well, but it's almost done. Glory to God. So that's part of it. And number 10, this is a new one. We're going to begin the exploratory stages, and I'm speaking it out of my mouth, for finding the land and the buildings for Canaan Land Northwest. Woo! The anointing just came on me. Canaan Land Northwest. Hallelujah. For those who don't know what Canaan Land is, that's the men's ministry I went through years ago that got me set free from drugs and alcohol, and men go there with problems with the law, and the, the judges are so uh, um, positive about Canaan Land, and the results they get there, they offer men who come through, the you know, stand before them and say, you can go to jail or you can go to Canaan Land. That's what people are going to be saying around here, the judges find out about Canaan Land. They don't charge a cent to the men to go. They get it, all their money is from people that support it. And that's what I know is going to happen here. I'm convinced of it. I'm, I'm having it happen more and more and more in my heart. I've already got one individual who has that heart to go and help there, and he's going to be a part of it. But the bottom line is, it is coming to pass. Amen. Now, I shared all of these things for a reason. I want you to hook your faith up with us. I want you to be believing God with us. We do not lack for vision. You know what we now need is to, to step out in faith and see these things come to pass. And that's where we need you to come alongside of us. To hold, help hold our arms up. You know from what I'm talking about? They, they had to hold whose hands up? Moses' hands up. And as long as his hands were up, they, got vict- they had victory. The moment his hands started to go down, they got defeated or suffering defeat. So they had the two guys show up on either side of them. Aaron and... Yeah, the other guy. <laughs> Amen, brother. Anyway, I, we need your hand. You, you to come alongside of us. Help us keep the hands up. This victory is ours in, in Jesus. Amen? Yep. Praise the Lord. So we got great vision. 
for this church. I'm telling you, I believe 2020 will be a year for the divine and the miraculous. I believe 2020 will be a year of signs and wonders and miracles and ex extraordinary manifestations of the greatness of our God. I believe we're going to have doors open to us and for us. That we're going to step through and we're going to experience supernatural increase unlike any other time in our lives. I believe God's going to give us new visions and witty ideas and concepts and so forth that the world has never seen of or heard of before. And things that are going to elevate the church to a higher place. Amen. I am believing 2020 is going to be our best year yet. A year of great increase. Amen. Let's be believing for this. Let's approach this new year with our eyes wide open. Not looking back, but looking forward. Knowing that God is there for us. God is in our future. God wants to take us by the hand and lead us to the future. And the good things he has for us. He wants us living blessed lives. Blessed beyond measure. He wants us experiencing him. He wants us being available to him. To be used by him. To do the miraculous. Amen. I'm expecting it. How about you? 2020 will be the best year yet. If you agree with that, shout amen. amen. Praise the Lord. Okay, we're going to take communion right now. Just real quickly, quickly to seal the deal. In the new year, look forward to the new year. Amen. Praise you, Jesus. The only prerequisite for taking communion in this place is you must be born again.